in theaters everywhere, actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engine. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. <laughs> good morning, Chaloach. Hit me with your best shot. That's right. Not only am I going to hit you with my best shot, I'm going to hit you with my three best shots of the morning. Oh, man. Buckle I, up. It's I, about to get bumpy, yeah, baby. Yeah, I, I, I want the three best shots that I'm going to give you the three best shots. Here you go. Best shot number one. While I was at home, all right, I'm alone. I'm meditating on the word of you're, God. It drops to me, you're, right? You're meditating. I'm meditating, yes. It's like coming to me. It's The word of the Lord comes to me. And it's Psalm 118, yeah. 14. Yeah. The Lord is my strength. He has become my victory. Not just victory right. over sin, over yeah. death, over fear, anxiety, yeah. but over training camp. Yes, over yeah. training camp. Do you remember the days back when we'd be walking out of the dorm and it's the morning practice and we were so depressed? Right. Right, oh, right. we were down. Yeah, we were in the gullets, man. We were like just so, boom, you know. And then you'd see Webby, you see Colby, yeah. you'd see and Mel Colby, Blunt. and Colby would say. Uh, God did not give us a spirit of fear, That's but of right. power, That's love, and a right. sound mind. You got 95 Second degree Timothy days. Yes, yes, yes. It's D Shell. It's Johnny Stalls. They got a word for the day. So that's the word for the day. That's the best shot. Yeah. He has become our victory, even over training yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. Best shot number two. Yeah. All right. Hit it, Jacob. He's all the way back for sure. But this is the most I've ever seen Ben. No, no, that's number three. For Hold on. Yes, number two. Yes, I gave you the wrong finger, the hand sign. Here we go because you know why? Today's weigh in Wednesday, baby, and I'm 298.5. That's it. I'm under three bills. Yeah. Three bills is no more. Not 300, not 301. 298.5, and I want to bang on the you, drum you all know, day. You know what? Uh, uh, the Apologetics did a parody on this song, and Jay Jackson sings, uh, I don't want to work, I want to brag on the Lord all day. <laughs> well, we started off on yeah, it, yeah. and now I'm just rejoicing, because yes, I have broken three bills, baby. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? I denied myself the second pack of talk chocolate chip cookies yeah. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had them. No, I didn't. I took them home to my kids. Yeah, yeah. You let the kids have at it, you yeah. know? All right, now we go to point number three, Jacob, and that would be this. He's all the way back, for sure. But this is the most I've ever seen Ben in terms of his hunger for winning a championship. Like, the, the way that he attacks the day is just different. Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald talking about the great Ben Roethlisberger, he is back in the saddle. He's all in, and we're going to go on. Mike Tomlin talked about him, but Vance said, you know, hit that again, would you, Jacob? Could you hit that again for me, please? Because there's some things that I wanted to bring out that he, he talked about. I mean, I would say he's all the way back for sure. But this is the most I've ever seen Ben in terms of his hunger for winning a championship. Like, the, the 
the way that he attacks the day is just different. Attacks the day. Yeah. All right. Now, when was the last time you heard any of the guys talk about Ben attacking the day as far as coming to work and doing stuff like that? He's always been great. He's always been top notch. He's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Works hard, does all. But we're talking about another level of attacking the day, Chalooch. Yeah. And this is what I really dug about Vance. Vance was like, yeah, he's all in. He's all the way back. All right. He attacks the day. You know, um, and. There, there is an article in the uh, PG uh, that talks about the guys uh, gleaning energy from Ben. Yes, and uh, he is, you know, he is uh, uh, fired up. And you know what? When we talked about this, when a guy misses a season, he gets hungry, and he, you know, uh, he's deprived of the game he loves. And, you know, I, I thought that uh, Ben last year, you know, he talked about seeing the big picture. And, uh, you know, when you come off the field, uh, you, you don't have this you don't have the moment to see the big picture. You, you talk to your uh, wideouts, you talk to uh, Randy right. Feidner and you uh, and you talk to uh, the guys that uh, are, are giving you input. But last year, he saw the big picture, and he was hungry. And so I think that the viewing of last year made him a better football player. You know, I don't think I could have hallucinated that any better myself. Yeah, It's important what you just said. Tell me one other guy, one other quarterback you think that somebody used the word attacks the day. Um, Bradshaw. Absolutely. Yeah, Terry. But I'm talking in modern terms. Uh, not my, Guy down in Tampa, maybe? Uh, yeah, uh, Tom Brady. How about that? Maybe a Patrick Mahomes as well. That just right. came to me. I'm, I'm sitting there and, going. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Attacks, Attacks the day. But for a guy in his 18th year, coming into his 18th year, right. Dad Zooks, man. That says something really impressive. For a guy like uh, you got, you know, down down in Tampa, you got Tom Brady doing that sort of thing. Uh, he's in his twentieth right. plus year, or whatever. Uh, but he's he's in a he's Abby normal. Yeah, you don't see guys like that come along. But Ben comes along too. Yeah, and he's in the same sort of genre. Yeah, of the I like saying that word genre genre. Yeah. Let know how to you like speaking out. French. Well, you know you got to have a little bit of français there. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. you got a little genre. But yeah. the, that sort of quarterback doesn't come along. But once a lifetime, usually. And here you've got a couple of guys that really it's remarkable. But to say an 18-year guy yeah. is out here attacking the day from a guy like Vance McDonald, who's seen it and done it for a good good number of years here, right. uh, I thought was impressive. And I thought it was remarkable how he used that term. And, and you know, I, I thought um, it was uh, insightful that Vance picked up on that. Exactly. Uh, you know, that he picked up on that. And and uh, that speaks to me as everybody uh, picking up on that and everybody getting excited and everybody, you know, when when your big dog gets excited about football, everybody gets excited. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm excited about that because here, here's a couple of things that 
Right. Now. Yesterday, it's unfortunate, but uh, Kevin Dotson doinked his knee. Who right, knows? Right, you know, right. And just, he uh, helped, and well, uh, Ben helped him off. Go ahead. Tell, tell me about it. What's yeah, that mean? Yeah, but, but that Ben say? is so caring about his teammates, and uh, he, you know, Dotson, a rook, uh, got uh, banged up, and uh, uh, Ben was helping him off the uh, off the field, and uh, that you know that's, you know, I've never seen, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to say that, but Ben is caring for his teammates uh, this year more now, than ever. Now speaking to something bigger yeah, though, yeah. All right, now the leadership that Vance was talking about, and Mike is is said some things and other players all right the leadership is emerging that is so very important you right. got to have that lead dog right. that you can point to and he's the guy yeah you know in our era it was the blonde bomber right, right? it was terry bradshaw yeah but right now this is ben and I, ben I, is doing some things that i'm just i'm excited about because when you take the time to to put an arm around a 300 pound plus big shaggy big right. ugly right yeah uh that says something you care about a young man who right. right at that moment is experiencing a lot of fear. Right. A lot of confusion. I don't know what lies ahead. Yeah, what, right? what, what a lot did, of anxiety. What, what did he hurt? Did, it did, was he doinked his knee. Yeah. As far as I know, that's but it it's uh he looked like he got his foot planted, somebody fell, it got stuck, and there was a twist. Yeah. So we don't know. So all right. I have been in a similar situation as you have. Yeah. We have twang things. Twang. There was there was that sort of fear. Twang? Twang. That's a that's a highly technical term. Yeah, challenge. right, right, right. Yeah, you see. You know? Yeah. So the point is, tweaked. Tweaked is another one. I twanged when I, when you twanged a tore. Yeah. See, a twang is a tear. Yeah. All right. Now he tweaked. A, a tweak is a, a tweak is sprain. like oh, I feel pain. Yeah. You know, you're not sure what it is. Yeah. But I know that I twang because when you twang, you tear. And you donk. Yes. And a donk, a donkeration. That's well. That's the, when you hit somebody else. Yeah. If you get donk, you donk. That's one thing. That's a head. Yes. Yeah. And donkeration is using your. You know, cabeza. Keister. Yeah. No, no, no. Your, your keister is what powers you forward. Yeah, right. Your ham hocks. See, these are all highly technical yeah, terms. Yeah. I'm surprised you're just, yeah. you know, you're not as hip on it. Yeah. Well, I you, uh, you know, I, I, you, you tweak the noggin. Oh, <laughs> that's called a concussion. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so the point being is, and this is what I, I really dug, though, because you're showing that leadership that um, has emerged to a higher level than I've seen it before. Yeah. And the reaching out, and, the, and there are times I'm sure, you know, some teammates have come out and said, you know, Ben didn't reach out as much, and those words get to you. Yeah. And you understand, and so he is evolving into the quintessential leader right. that maybe um, there everybody lacks in something, right? Everybody has some lacking in, in, in whatever, you know, skill set they have. Yeah. Well, he's just evolving 360 right. in, in, in his 18th year, which I think is absolutely marvelous. Right. Yeah. You reach out to some of the young guys, and in their most down, confusing, fear-ridden, anxiety, bugged-out emotion of, a, of an injury like that, yeah. you reach out and, 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 and have a word for them. That's what know? Mike Tomlin said, that, that yes. you, you, there, there's a fear – of w how bad it is. Exactly. You're trying to make the team, dadgummit. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to make the team. And, and you can't make the team. And and you the club, can't make the club, club in, in the, the tub. tub. There you go. That's what Chuck used to say. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to go on because the next segment I want to talk about, this is this has a, a feel almost like 84 in a sense. Yeah. It's different but the same.
Yeah. There's some sort of um, anxieties, differences in this year. And one of the things I think that's so important is you step because this is a year unlike any other yeah. year. This started way back when, you know, you had the thousand reps or whatever Mike Tomlin said were lost right. through OTAs and minicamp and all these things. So you as a young man, you're coming in and it's not the familiarity of, of having gone through the, the mini camps and uh, all that stuff. But you get here and you hurt something and you just start going, oh, man, is the train left before I even had a chance to get on? And in, and in 84, Mark Malone led us to the AFC Championship game. Right. Yeah. Right. There was a lot of unknowns, though. though. Yeah, yeah. Before I, we get it, we'll get into that next. But yeah. the thing I want to just set the stage, this is how pros do it. See, you know, right. we're trying to do this thing, you know. And and I want you to jump off sides here. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to withhold myself. Well, you're, 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 you might have noticed I had a little too much caffeine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, he is the poster <laughs> Jacob, child. Jacob, you think I've had a little too much? You know, Jacob, <laughs> he, Jacob he's the poster child for decaf coffee. <laughs> wow. You know? So all I can say is, how yeah. many cups did you have? I don't know <laughs> who's counting. <laughs> it was more than one. I'll tell you that much. And they were big. <laughs> big so the point, big mugs, big, big mugs, yeah. big mugs. You know the point. Well, hey, look. After I weighed, I was th- below three bills. Oh, you were th- you're below three bills. Were you not listening? <laughs> <laughs> what was okay? All right, oh, can we I, play? I, let's play the song again. Uh, all right. Uh, Point number two. I'm pointing at you, Jacob, with two fingers, which I, I messed you up the first time because I pointed with three. So I was focusing on the music. So you're under three bills. I'm under three bills, baby. 298.5. Get the wax out of your ears, man. I am so excited. Yeah, all I want to do is bang on the drum all day and okay. celebrate. Yeah, I, I want to. Let's go out and eat. I don't want to work. <laughs> You know, I, I want to brag on the Lord all day. <laughs> hey, um, I, I, you know, as uh, the apologetics and Jay Jackson said, um, wh- one of the things, what is your goal to be down to? Being under three bills, right? <laughs> Jacob, what do you think? Being under three bills, that's a good start. Isn't what? It? That's a great start. That's no. a great start. Jacob, <laughs> I, that's not a great start. He's he's got to be. It's all relative. Tony. Yeah, he's got to be under. He's got to be two sixty by Thanksgiving. He's got to be two sixty by Thanksgiving. It's all relative. Oh my heavens! Exactly so. You got to be under. You got to be the two sixty hey, for Thanksgiving. Don't overload me now. I'm celebrating. I'm enjoying the fact I busted under the three bills. What did your doctor say to you, Doctor Vinny Boombot? <laughs> yeah, Doctor Vinny. I called him up. I said, Doc. Uh, I got the runs. He's, he's, he said, he put, he put me, put me on hold. He said, he said, uh, Doc, it hurts when I do this. He said, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> Did you have this pain before? Well, you got it again. <laughs> what What did your doctor say? <laughs> the to, the to, best thing he ever told me was like after looking at my blood tests, and he looked at me and shook his head. Doc Fatty Getty, right? Yeah, Doc. Doc he's it. a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He was he was a great doctor. You know, we, we had him in the American Boxing, yeah, you know, the Allegheny Boxing Association. Great guy. Yeah, did some great work and all that. So he's he's sitting. I remember we we're sitting on the edge of the ring, and he looks at my blood work and he shakes his head and he says, "Craig, you can't eat bacon every day." <laughs> 
So there, there is hit number four. You, you can't, can't eat bacon every day, baby. Yeah, but you do. <laughs> you eat bacon and donuts every day. Exactly. All right, we got to go to break. Take it, Chalooch. All right. <laughs> The the baconator is the baconator, the baconator and the donutator. He's he's the wolf. Tony uh, Bag of Donuts. He's Wolf. I'm Tudge. You're in the locker room, and we'll be back. But four one two nine one nine one three one six. I think we got to walk a fine line between that. You know, I know we want to be physical, um, but we want to make sure we get guys to to the games. Um, you know, whether it's you know not going full full uh, full tackling and full hitting um, through all the way through practice. Um, you know, and then uh, you know coaches being able to blow whistle up pretty quick. Um, you know, we're not looking for drag down tacklers where guys' foots are stuck in the ground and trying to cut out of it. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Bridge over, bridge over troubled water. You, you know, you, 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 start, you, start, you start the uh, show on fire, and then you go depressing bridge over troubled water. <laughs> Yeah, but wait. Let, this, let this just play out. Enjoy it. <laughs> let this wash over you. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, there's something really, really unique about listening to Cam Hayward. Yeah. As violent and, and, and great a player and everything else as Cam is. And you got Art Garfunkel and Paul Simon yeah, back going, yeah, yeah. You know what the bridge little, over uh, trouble yeah, water. Yep, you got to hit that high eight no baby. Wolf's waters <laughs> run deep. <laughs> well, yes. And, of course, welcome, everybody. It is Dungeon Wolf here in the locker room. Yeah. And we are in the locker room, not in the living room as right. we were so yeah. often during quarantine. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, and what I'm really um, kind of pointing to towards Chaluches, you know, there's – this whole off season right. obviously has been one of a lot of unsettling things yeah. going on. You know, I mean, you talk about the quarantine, and then you talk about guys can't be together. Was Zoom this calls. season? Yes. Yeah. Was the season even going to happen? Uh, you got young bucks like Kevin Dotson, you know, yeah. coming and 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 not being able to kind of get into the groove of meeting new teammates and yeah. going through the mini camps and OTAs, all those things. And in many no ways... No preseason games either. Absolutely. That's... Yeah. yeah. No preseason game. It, you know, I know we we know it, but we don't know what the fallout is until it happens. You know I mean? Think about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, preseason games were so important to us. Oh, they were huge. Uh, and... Uh, Would any of us have been kept around i right, don't know right right you know i mean it it was 
huge in being able to come out there and you have to show that you're capable. Right. You, and you're wondering, am I even capable? Yeah. I mean, I still remember our first preseason game at Three Rivers. Right. And I remember standing in the, you know, you come out of that the old Three Rivers locker room and you make a right-hand turn, you walk straight. Right. Then you got the left hand and you're heading towards uh, the dugout, you know, where you go onto the field. And I remember just being there and you could putting my hand on the walls leaning against the wall while we're waiting to go out and you could feel the stadium alive with electricity the fans yeah. here we go Steelers here we go and all that sort of stuff going on and there was a moment I, you know I don't know what a panic attack is right but I got a feeling I was having one yeah. I don't know what it was but I know one thing yeah I felt like an like an Nervous. out of body yeah, yeah but an out of body experience like this is crazy yeah you yeah. know, so that's why I think it's important that these guys get those reps and the unsettling feeling right. we had back yeah. in 84. Well, you know, if you don't play in a preseason game and you're a young guy and you start in the first regular season game, that there is a lot of uh, nerves that are shaken uh, yep. b on that. You know, what? remember when you got hurt? And then you didn't get any pad work, and then you, yes, and your first preseason game was the last preseason game, I think, something like that. It was yeah. Dallas, yes. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been the last preseason yeah. game. Yeah, it was crazy because you went into the game not having had a lick of hitting, and I and I, you kept going. I didn't get a hit. I didn't get a remember, hit. I, I, I was, didn't get a hit. I was terrified that you know what? What if it just all went away? Yeah. <laughs> What if all of a sudden I forgot what it was like to try to mulch somebody, yeah. to try to roll over your front foot, you know, yeah. to, to put your forehead in somebody's chin? What if you can't do it anymore? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that that's really the anxiety that yeah. that, that was, it was coursing through my body at that time, you right. know? Yeah. So that's why, you know, when you look at, you look at, okay, your three down experience against the Jets. Right. That, that, that hey, that could have scarred you for a lifetime. Right. Seriously. Yeah, that could have been the ending story, the ending saga, and I got of, cut absolutely of what was written of Tonchilkin, but right. for God's grace and yeah. getting you called back. But yeah. so the fact of the matter is, you think about that. If you had those three plays, what what, what do you think you'd have been doing? Yeah, I I, I, I would have. You know, I was cut the next well, tell day. Tell the three plays again, because yeah, I, I'm uh, sorry, and, and I missed I, a down block. Okay, wait a minute. Let I me missed... set let me set this up because I have to laugh because. It's only because I know the rest of the story where you went on to become a pro bowler in, a, in one of the top 33 ever wearing a black and gold uniform. But the funniest thing is talking about the three worst plays right, right, of right, right. I, I, um, Jacob, you got to hear this, man. I, I missed in. a down block. <laughs> now, and, this, this and your, I, is this your first preseason right, action? Yeah, first okay. preseason game. I missed a down block. Now, he's supposed to be being I, called to block I, down. I, I gave up a hit, and I got <laughs> called for holding. Three successive and, plays. And three successive plays. And then I, <laughs> and then Raleigh yanked me out of the game. And then uh, – uh, I remember looking at you going, are you out already? Yeah. And then, and then, and then uh, we went to uh, uh, the locker room. And uh, uh, Ralph says, Chuck wants to see you. That, was, like, that yeah. was the next day. And so then I, <laughs> he said, I asked that we, we have to ask waivers on you, Tunch. And I said, waivers, waivers, waivers. Couldn't be that bad. He had to ask permission. <laughs> and then it dawned on me I was being cut. And so he said, um, stay in shape. 
because some if someone would get hurt, right? Someone will get hurt. Uh, we'll call you back. And I just uh, uh, I just thought he told me that so I wouldn't cry. <laughs> I cried anyway. And then I came back to the locker room. <laughs> And I said, uh, in the immortal uh, words of Jean-Paul Sartre, Sartre <laughs> and I was trying to figure out, what's he saying? What's yeah. he talking about? Well, that was from uh, Stripes. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, I didn't, at first it was so confounding that yeah. you were, you know, quoting Stripes, which, of course, yeah. by the way, that was very apropos because in 84, you know, um, no, no, I, was I wasn't. Quite, no, I was quoting Caddyshack. Okay, yes, Cad- okay, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. That not, was the one. Because uh, I just realized, wait a yeah, minute, well, eighty four was we, when Stripes we, came yeah, out. Came out. Yeah, it was Caddyshack. And so uh, I had no place to go. <laughs> right. And I called up my buddy Marty, and uh, I slept on you know I I slept on a couch on a, on a cot on his back porch, and uh, uh, and I and I was uh, working at a Chicago health club. Cleaning the bathrooms and cleaning the uh, the stuff, but I was lifting all day, and right. I was running out of my lunch right. hour, and I was playing touch football on Monday night, and I, I don't like to brag, but I was leading the league at sacks. Absolutely, yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, and uh, there and, you go. You take all the pass rush moves you learn from. Yeah, from Joe, Dwight, from Joe, Boy, yeah. Yeah. and you're throwing it on middle aged old guys. Yeah, <laughs> I was. That was fun. <laughs> That was fun. Uh, you know, one, one of the guys said, you're too rough. <laughs> I said, boy, uh, come on. Come on. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is um, that 84 camp was a bit unsettling. Yeah. The one thing about it, because of the fact you had, uh, you know, it was a, number one, it was a brutal camp. Uh, right. Chuck was in the midst of purging. Oh, it was the purge man. of 84. It was the purge of 84. What did we used to say? What was the theme of that camp? Yeah, you know, when uh, we used to say, is what's the worst that could happen? They could cut you. Right. And then that year, what's the worst that could happen? They could, could keep, keep you. you. Exactly. Because so. camp was so brutal. Yes. So brutal. And a lot of guys got cut that year. Yes, they did. And a lot of guys got traded that year. Yes. Yes, yeah. they did. And one of the guys that we realized was uh, Franco. Franco yeah. Harris. Got cut. Yeah, um, but well, he or did he? Was he didn't no, get resigned? He, he he didn't get resigned. He got released. Yeah, and uh, did I get, I, however, I, I, I he was gone Chuck, and Chuck, he went to Seattle. Chuck said, "Franco, who?" Yeah, yeah, and that's when uh, there because was a he chill held that, out. He held out. Yes, that was it. There, there was a chill that went down our spines because you realize. If he does that to Franco, we can do next? that to us. Yes, uh, we are we're, we're chaff in the wind. You know yeah. what I mean. Uh, so that was that was unsettling. And yeah. I remember there were injuries. David Woodley to Mark Malone, right, coming up through the, the the season and everything. And we eventually went to the AFC Championship. Right. But what we had was great leadership. Right. You had great leadership to navigate through those troubled right. waters yeah. that we speak of, starting with the head man, Mike Tomlin. In today's world, uh, that was Chuck Knoll back then. Right. And Chuck was absolutely, um, he was like rock solid the entire right. year. You yeah. know, whenever there was a little turbulation, uh, he was there. Turbulence. To, yeah, turbulation, man. That's like the act of turbulence. Tur- turbulence happening. Yeah. All right, so you understand? You guys, you got to get with my dictionary here, man. You Jake, know? He's, a, he's a malaprop. What's that? <laughs> A play, uh, 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 a man that uh, uh, mispronounces words 
and definitions. Oh, that's you. You, you know, I'm sorry. You just turbulation is a highly technical term. Yes. You know, so the point is, is, is we, you know, when you think about that year, um, I think about that year in terms of the fact that there was a real unsettling yeah. at the beginning of the and year. And then we had to go out to L.A. and beat the Raiders. Yes, we who did. We, uh, who crushed us the uh, uh, yes in the playoffs in the 83. Yes, exactly. And, so, and uh, we had to – I think Buffalo had to lose uh, also. And uh, I can't remember about the Buff Bills. Yeah, as Myron would say, the yeah. Myron it up yeah. a little bit. But the fact of the matter was that was a very unsettling year. And I remember, just number one was was what I was thinking about was the good word that you'd get from you know Colby, right? From D Shell, from Johnny Stalls, from yeah. Webby, just the brotherhood. Yeah, that that kept you up. But it was a tough time, you know. Mel Blunt uh, coming alongside. I remember having a conversation with Mel Blunt. And just, uh, you know, it wasn't on his side of the ball. You know, I wasn't. Um, but and I, I was still a young buck, and he took the time to speak, you yeah. know, and to encourage me. And that's one of the things I was thinking about today, the, the leadership, the Cam Haywards, yeah. the Ben Roethlisbergers. You need that sort of leadership right. to be able to pick you up and get over a lot of this and to steer the, the ship straight ahead. Right. Because, right, to me – Sitting yesterday in Heinz Field is a bit unsettling. You're thinking, this is supposed to be like training camp. This is supposed to right. be like, and it's, it, it just felt weird. You know what I mean? And yet we're seeing it unfold, and these guys are vying for jobs. And this is about preparing and bringing together a brotherhood of guys to prepare them to birth a team. Yeah, you know, you know? what was weird about it was that we're in the stands and not on the field. That's that's part of it. Right. It's a crazy feeling. Right. You know what I mean? And so my only point in, in this whole segment, which sometimes I get, uh, you know, tangented off on uh, another route, you know. Is, you go off on tangents. Yeah, that, that's getting – that's the process of being tangented. Yeah. Okay, so the point, you know, is, is I get the, a little off course here. I come back to the fact um, this is an unsettling year, and you need strong leadership. You right. got strong leadership in Ben. You got strong leadership in Cam Hayward, and there's other people, Mike Tomlin. Right, I mean, who's better at and, it? And the coaches, yeah, absolutely. Butsy, uh, All these guys, Feetner, yes, and uh, 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 Jerry Osaski. Yep, uh, yeah. And so there's a ton of guys out there that are are going to Terrell Austin keep things, yeah, yeah keep things copacetic. And uh, I look forward to. As we navigate, yeah, these this bridge over troubled water. <laughs> oh my goodness! The look on your face. Oh my when goodness! We, when we came out. <laughs> Jake, was that priceless? That was priceless. Yeah, um, you know, when Jake <laughs> played America uh, yesterday, I loved that. But "Bridge Over Troubled Water" is my least favorite song of Simon and Garfunkel. Your face, Cecilia. <laughs> I'd rather hear Cecilia. Oh my heavens! I'm telling you what that that was just. I wish I wish we could take it a picture. Uh, that would have been funny because the, the look of horror on your face, and you're you're like so despondent. You're yeah. like going, you know, you well, really it, brought it me down. Me. It depressed me. Bridge over troubled water. It's a depressing song. It depressed me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and you, whenever I play a slow song, you go, oh, man, it's depressing. <laughs> and so you played a depressing song. That's right. All right, we're going to take a break. 
If you want to get in this conversation, oh, my stomach is killing me, man. Four one two. But there's less of it, baby. Yeah. I'm down two and a half pounds. Oh, two and a half pounds. <laughs> hey, don't bring me that, down, man. That's that's like throwing up. Hey, no fat shaming here. That, uh, two and a half pounds, Jake. That's like throwing a deck chair off the Titanic. <laughs> we're we're gonna go to break. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and he's under three hundred. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, you know, we have a lot of older guys uh, that are very confident, um, and we expect Devin to not only match us but exceed us. You know, uh, him being a second guy, um, you see some guys either you know elevate or they can they go through a sophomore slump, and you know we can't allow Devin to do that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Simon and Garfunkel are not football songs. <laughs> uh, you know. Cut it. Cut just, it. just go to You Billy call Joel. for it, though. Just go you to got it. it. All right. Now we're cooking. Huh? That's what you wanted, right? Yeah. You were the one calling for Cecilia. No. Huh? Yes, you were. Hey, Jacob, did he not say, oh, I prefer, oh, he's not going to be drawn into this. Huh? You got the piano, man. You know what? I like Billy Joel. I've always. I, I like Billy Joel. You know, Joel. I thought the best thing that I ever heard, though, when, you know, you read his story, and, and at one point in time, he thought um, he was losing his mind, so he checked himself into a psychiatric ward. He was there for a couple of days. He came out and said, okay, now I know what crazy looks like. I ain't crazy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh, my. Oh my, that's a, that's a, I get that's the way you figure it out, man. You got to see what it really is and then make sure you're not. Mama, that's moving <laughs> up, then I'm moving out. All right. Well, okay. well you listen to Cam Hayward. Yeah, I, I love the what he said about, um, you know, Devin Bush cannot be a sophomore slump. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't think he's going uh, no, to no. gravitate that way because I, I think, yeah, I, he is a great athlete, a, a great learner, and he plays with his eyes. And, you know, the inside linebackers have to play with their eyes. You're right. Yeah. You're right exactly so. And I would say this. Again, um, there, I've talked about this before, but it's worth reiterating. One of the things that really – kind of stood out to me was like, for instance, in Seattle. It was third down. Uh, the Steelers had got the uh, first two plays, and, um, you know, they are holding the Seahawks as third and five, you know, Russell Wilson. And uh, you, you, all of a sudden, um, Devin jumps off sides. Right. And I remember Cam Hayward turning. Now, remember, Devin's the only rookie out there. Right. And, and Cam Hayward turned him, and it was like a face melt. You know, right. what I mean? you know, you get one of those up close and personal, and it's Joe Green would give you one of those. Right. You know what I mean? A face melt, grill to grill. And I thought to myself, you know, this is interesting now because how does the young man respond? Right. Does he 
curl up in the fetal position metaphorically? You know, like uh, does he go to the bench? Right. You know, oh, he was mean to me. Or does he does he uh, get all upset and yell back at Cam? You right. know, disputing leadership in the huddle. Or does he kind of like sullenly withdraw and 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 then give it the old uh, limp arm? You know, on the next several plays and stuff like or that. Or does he come back strong? Does he come back strong? Exactly. What did he do, Chalut? You remember he, he runs down the seam yeah, with he, the tight end. What yeah. a, that interception. Right. Was that not great? Yeah, he came back strong. Yes, he came back strong, pulled the ball off the tight end, and it was a spectacular interception. I thought to myself, this is something that I think really tells us a lot about Devin Bush and the type of player he's right. going to be. Right. And the type of man. He didn't melt in the face of right. a Cam Hayward face melt that he deserved. Right. Okay, let's face it. You deserve it. Yeah. Okay. When he jumped off sides, Devin, his body language says, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He understood. But then you get reamed in front of everybody, but you don't hide. You don't curl up. Right. You don't melt away. The kid came back strong and then made a great play. Just right. a player two later, yeah. he comes back and really, I, I thought that says everything about the, ki- the kind of player he's going to be. Yeah, you know. That he is and will be. You know, I love Devin Bush. He's very athletic. Right. Uh, he can see the game. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things that inside linebackers, uh, you you have to see the game. Uh, and uh Matt Millen, our buddy, right. uh, said uh, to LeVon Kirkland, continue to play with your eyes. And uh, LeVon saw the game really well. And uh, he guessed right all the time. You know, it's interesting because as we sat in the stands yesterday, it took me a while to get my eyes adjusted to right. the angles we were watching and seeing Because things. we're far away. It is. It's It's a weird, weird feeling. And to watch it... Um, it, it took a while for me to be able to, okay, focus on this, focus on that. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, for a linebacker has got to be so hard. Yeah. And I thought one of the great things um, about hiring Matt Canada, because I think uh, Matt's going to bring a lot of the pre-snap motion stuff, which gives, I think, a lot. Of, it's like eye candy to a defense, yeah. especially the inside guys, especially the safeties as they go from making their – first call to their final call from the primary to secondary calls when an offense is going about doing what they do. That final look, as Rod Woodson said, is so key. Right. And are you all on the same page? And I think with Devin coming along, he's going to be calling the signals, they said. Right. But Vince is out there to make sure everybody, dead gummit yeah. is communicating, is on, and everybody's lined up. And I think that's an important thing uh, because sitting next to you is a young man who's just coming into his own. Right, right, right. Let's go to the phones. 412-919-1316. Tank from Latrobe. Tank, welcome to the locker room, brother. I need a tons punch. <laughs> Punch, real bad, oh yeah! If you had just listened to the first segment, man, we were flying, just coming out of the gates. There we go. Hey guys, like Johnny Cash, I got a worried mind about the offensive line this year. Put my mind at ease. Why lose and Foster and Finney and uh, Alejandro getting a little older? Why the line's going to tighten up this year? Well, you know, Al looks buffed, and uh, the first day. Uh, on Monday, he was punching real well. Yes. And uh, I think Al's going to have a big year. 
And, you know, I, I like uh, Matt Filer at left guard. Uh, and Pounce is uh, uh, very athletic. You know, th- don't go by what David DeCastro said. 30, 30 among offensive linemen. 30, 31 is not old. In this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Because they don't have as much beat down yeah, as that's, back they, in the day. They don't get beat down like we did. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting who's going to play right tackle, Chooks or Zach Banner. And, uh, I, I, you know, Zach That's the was, ongoing battle. Yeah, Zach was punching really well uh, the first day. And, uh, you know, and, and Chooks is very athletic. And David DeCastro is an all-pro. Uh, Here's the other thing, Tank, and, and uh, I, I think that one of the strongest things about it, you got seven back. You know, when he's there, he makes all those guys up front better, and all those guys up front uh, make him better. Because he'll get the ball out on schedule. They're used to his rhythm, his timing, his voice inflections. All Being able to run that offense from A to Z, meaning we don't have to not run things because we've got some inexperience, which that's a natural thing. I mean, yeah. you've got a Hall of Famer who's been in the saddle. This is not your number 18. Yeah. Okay, that's a long time. And so you, as Marquise Pouncey, you've been here double-digit years out of that 18 years. Uh, you got, You know every inflection of his voice and you know what he's thinking and you know where he's looking. And for the rest of the line, you fall into place behind the center who's directing traffic there. And I I just look at it this way. Ben is going to make those guys better, and those guys are going to make Ben better. And you know what? Those guys love Ben. Yeah. And so, you know, when you love your quarterback, you you will do anything to protect them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, when we – you know, uh, when uh, there was always a two-minute drill – uh, when we were playing in front of Terry, uh, uh, Webby would say, bite, kick, scratch, hold. Right. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you nobody touches do. Terry. Nobody touches Terry. So. You call that going Conrad Dobler on people. Yeah, that's, that's right. In essence, you're right, Tank. That's the right that, word, that's buddy. That's going Dobler. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I miss you guys, and I need a punch punch. So, <laughs> see you soon. All right, All right Tank. We'll Thanks, see you. Tank. Miss you, buddy. Yeah. God it's bless kinda, you. I like that. It's going Dobler is kind of like going postal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, so. The, so this offensive line, getting yeah, back the, to it. Yeah. We got some. I, again, you know, if you missed the first couple, uh, first segment, we're talking about the loss of Kevin Dotson, which I, I was, I'm disappointed for him. Right. You know what I mean? Because this is a young man just watching how he um, represented himself during the offseason in interviews. Yeah. I was anxious to He's see. He's a good guy. Yeah. And not only that, he, he obviously got some talent. This guy, yeah. I mean, he's 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 pretty fearsome. Yeah. I, I thought, you know what, for a day and a half coming out there, I thought, okay, this guy, this guy's looking pretty good. And then this could be a setback. I hope it's not much of one. Right. I hope it's not because I think this young man. It's like got, it's like my setback. Yeah, exactly so. And maybe he won't have to, you know, maybe he certainly can't because it's preseason. Yeah. But he won't have three plays in a row where he, he misses the down block. He yeah. gives up a pressure and then uh, it's a holding call. Oh. So, so the, the the point is this offensive line, they're going to grow, and they're going to get better, yeah. and we've got some other weaponry going on there. But, uh, you know, the the interesting thing, and we've got to focus on Al. 
Al looks great, man. Right. You know, he's been he's been doing some the beefcake bench and, and squatting with manhole covers, yeah. buddy. There's something going on there. He ain't been doing uh, calisthenics and, and eating uh, yeah. snack lights. Yeah, be, uh, Big Al looks jacked. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does, and I hope he just has that great return to form year. Yeah. And I think part of it's going to be, like you said, he's punching, using his hands. Yeah. But at the same time, his feet look better. Right. All right. It's just a day, uh, two days. That's all we've got to see. Well, he didn't even did he play? Did he practice yesterday? Did he? No, have off? no. He, he had he, off. He had so it's a day. a day off. So that first day, he looked so dead gum good, and I thought, all right, that's a good start. Now, build up a little momentum here. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you get the you get the day off on the second day, Veterans Day off. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and but Pouncey was back. Yeah, but the the reason uh, Mike Tomlin talked about that yeah. because he's rotating young guys, guys yeah, young guys to play, uh, young guys to. You know, we can sit up. here and uh, first of all, we love these guys. Okay, um, you know, we've been around football for a long time and, and forty years. Yeah, privileged to be around Steelers football for a long time and. Uh, you know, we we kind of you know we're the curmudgeonly old guys, and so we'll we'll pointedly make some fun out of you know the fact that the, in our day, their day, that sort of thing. But the fact of the matter is, neither one of us would turn off turn down a Veterans Day off yeah. if that was offered to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we, oh no, it, it I couldn't. Been... I couldn't have all that. All right. I could uh, a Veterans. No, no, you go ahead. You take it. Four one two nine one. I'll just I'll do the doubles. Don't worry about it. Four one two. Nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Touch, and you are in the locker room. Oh, you, you. Either the crowd and the noise and the anxiety and, and all the arousal that that brings about is good for the player and they thrive with that energy and excitement or it is a huge distraction. And so when I'm playing in front of a huge crowd, it only hurts me. I, I would say for me personally. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was a good song you picked, Rosalita by it? The Boss. I got it right. Yeah, yeah, I you got, got it right. right. You finally no got it right. No more Sarman and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, so those guys, you know. The fact of the matter is, you know, I, I was listening to this yesterday, uh, talking about the right. the McDonald there, you know, yeah. Vance. Um, and I, I was really struck by that. Yeah. When he said, I know for me that it's going to, uh, you know, it kind of hurts me, um, uh, you know, the crowd being a, a wild crowd. You know, I was yeah. like, whoa. 
Yeah, you, you know, know, I mean, you think for a guy like Vance, who's you know, he's he's a consummate pro. Yeah, he's been there, done that in biggest stadiums across this country, and yet we're talking about the lack of maybe fans present in a stadium and what that can mean to the game unfolding on the field. You know, when we um, when we were uh, uh, playing on the road, right, and when we went down Cleveland, it was like uh, going down an alley. And uh, oh, you're talking about going from the clubhouse. It was yeah. a, first of all, it was a baseball clubhouse, right? Right, right, right. And everybody right. was crammed in there. Yeah, you knew you were a veteran when you got your own locker, right? Right, right, in, right. In Cleveland Stadium, yeah. But then we went down the tunnel, the, the dugout tunnel, and, and you had the duck to not uh, hit the not light bulbs. That, think about it, man. I mean, those it's obvious the baseball and players, and when you came out of the dugout. You would hear booze. Oh yeah, and you know when when I did one on ones my rookie year uh, with Dwight White, they were they were well, you're cussing, down at the dog pen. Yeah, they were cussing. Uh, uh, they were cussing out Mad Dog, uh, Dwight White, and uh, I was gonna take off my helmet after, and he said, "Keep your helmet on." Right. And then a battery flew over the top of us. Now it yeah. didn't hit. No. It didn't get close to hitting me, but it. Well, but, uh, hey, a battery, you know, five feet over your head, eight feet over your head is still a battery flying over your head. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> I remember I, I, I got hit by a dog biscuit yeah, I, in now time that out. you did get hit. Yeah. Bye. Um, you know, it was kind of funny because you think about that, Chalooch, and, um, you know, it's obvious, too, because you used to talk about it because the baseball players don't go all the way back up to uh, urinate in between innings. Right. They uh, don't make it to the locker room. They'll just find the tunnel. Because it it smelled in there. Yeah, you know what? That you was know, bad. I, I I used to say when we entered Cleveland Stadium, it reeked of history and it reeked of urine. And you're right, it did reek. Yeah, uh, eureka. Yeah. The fact of the matter was, uh, Cleveland was always a little bit. It was a, it was a great place to play because yeah, you, the, the vehemence that was directed towards you the the hate and anger. yeah that's right um it's funny how that makes you play better yeah now it's it struck me as odd for vance to say that the crowd affected him yeah and i know that you know the thing about vance that i didn't understand that i, I i'm beginning to he is one of those guys who has no regard for his own safety nor for right. anybody else's yeah he plays hard he plays a little bit on the wild side right uh, which has led to injury problems for him you know, he even referenced it later on in the words he spoke of the fact that, you know, you can play a little more conservative and, and try to stay healthy. But, you know, the fact is uh, when you play on the edge and to the border, uh, sometimes, you know, things happen out there. So I didn't understand what he was saying. Was was he talking about home games or away games? I think he was talking about either. Um, and this, really? this I think he, he just – he kind of – I think he – what I take from him, he gets hyper. Yeah. You know, I mean, watching, and I've just seen him down there on the sidelines. The, the guy does play, you know, to the edge. He's, he's hyper. He's, he's right. He, he tends towards the violence. You know, I mean, he's a tight end, but uh, he's, he's not afraid to um, put his grill in another guy's grill and have a go. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes that, that tendency towards the violent aspect of the game can, lead you to more injuries yeah you know and i think that's the part he was referencing and i also think um you know he made a curious reference to 
with the crowd noise, there's a couple of things. And Mike Tomlin addressed this too. Right. You know, the fact that without uh, – you don't have to worry about working on the crowd noise snaps. Right. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you can use that time to apply towards – you know, the, more of the game planning rather than, okay, we've got to have this in our toolkit, that being the, you know, the crowd noise snaps, working on the silent count, all those things. You don't have to work on that as much because I think you got to have a problem. You might have to whisper in the huddle. Right, yeah, hey, yeah. Think about it. Yeah, re- remember when uh, – um, Stoddard. Stoddard played in the USFL right, LA at the Express. L.A. Coliseum. Yes. He played the L.A. Express, and he said, we had to whisper in the huddle. <laughs> Because yeah, there was I mean, nobody. Well, no, it's cavernous. You got over a hundred thousand seating capacity in the L.A. Coliseum, and, and there you got, were twenty thousand people there. No, there wasn't even that. There was. He said it was like three or four thousand people. <laughs> that's that's including the grounds crew. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we beat that in Indiana State. <laughs> Did you? I'm so glad. Yeah, but think about that. I mean, this is going to be. An odd feeling. You right. know, they talked about, well, are they going to pipe crowd noise in? Are they going to uh, play music? You know, we don't know how this all unfolds and what it looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? But think about it. You got guys out there, and it was like yesterday at Heinz Field. We're sitting there. There's maybe a dozen people with the the yeah, limitations the, the, and the, uh, yeah. with the media and everything, and the guys on the field – and you can hear them yelling. The coaches yelling right. at the players. Yeah, you know. And it, is that going to lead to increased concentration? Will it lead to less concentration? I don't know. I think it it leads to intense concentration because the Do you know crowd what it's going to take to build that for yourself. Yeah, the though? crowd noise is not going to wash the things away. Uh, you're going to be focused on the quiet and the silence. And but but this is where we're getting at it. Think yeah. about it. Think about you lining up on a third down against Reggie White. Yeah. All right? And you're like sitting there going, you know, you get a hard pass rush, and maybe he starts yelling, and you start yelling. What you One of those times when you, like, lose your mind. Yeah. You start screaming at somebody. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody, like, looking and going, Oh, that's tough. He's yeah, like but, losing well, his yeah, board but, again. But, yeah, I never lost my mind oh, against stop Reggie. It. Stop it! No, I, well, not I, against I, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie, because no. Reggie he's was a consummate. Reggie, yeah, he was a Reggie great was competitor. A, hey, Tunch, how are your kids? Oh, I know. How are your family? Exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I, God bless you, bro. Yes. Yeah, you know, he was, you know. But uh, don't tell me you never lost your mind out there. Yeah, it's like I, I don't my have mind. eyes. All right, I, I don't lost know. my mind against Houston. There you go. Okay, now. Think about that strip bear with no crowd, and you scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. Yeah, I want to yeah. fight you. I mean, that was that was like you in a nutshell. Right, 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 you right. Know? So the point was, um, that would stand out a lot more, and shall it, we say. Everyone would hear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Think about Chuck grabbing Glanville after the game over and how that would have stood out in stark contrast to uh no crowd right you know know? steve brown was on the corner and 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 chuck said hey 24 tell your coach i'm gonna kick his blank Blank. uh after the game and he said who do you think would win (laughs) and steve goes you coach. You coach. I'm betting on you. I'm betting on you. <laughs> and we even got that verified because we saw him down in Tennessee when he yeah, was coaching when he was down coaching, there. Yeah, I remember when he said, hey, Steve, do you remember? And he goes, yes, I do remember. But, you know, the thing about it is think about all those instances with no crowd suddenly. Right. And all of a sudden things just start to get like it's kind of weird. 
You know, the it, conversations that occur on the field. They were they were all separate compartments, basically. And all now they're going to be like, it's out there. Yeah. Does Mike Tomlin, you know how Mike, he works the officials, he yells at the guys. Yeah. You know, you're going to be able to hear, <laughs> you know, Mike out there if, if, if there's no fans allowed. You know, there was always crowd noise at Indiana State because we were everybody's homecoming. <laughs> So you got used to the crowd noise. So we got used to the crowd noise. Yeah, you know. So Vance, what he was saying here was, and which again I find so very interesting that for him, the consummate competitor that he is, and the, yeah. and the real pro, he's a pro's pro. Right. All right. He's a tough guy, and all those things. And he uh, runs over people. Yes, and into people, and through people, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the fact of the matter is, um, with with the crowd noise, I know he he's sitting there pointing out that uh, you know it it bothers him. Yeah. You know, and so maybe it's the sound, maybe it's the fact of having to go on the head bob and the center snap and all right. that sort of thing. Um, but I, I just found it very unique and very unusual. Yeah. So is it going to be when you hear that quiet when you walk into the stadium? Because mm-hmm. you're expecting. Right. And so right. is it, uh, it going to be weird? I think it's going to be very weird. You know, I mean, right now they're, they're talking New England. They say no fans for the first two home games. Now, this I I I, I like how they're doing it. Is they're saying they're not saying the whole season. They're yeah. Saying look for right now, and so everybody's trying to create this soft bubble where we can safely move forward and uh, capture the season as it as it were. Yeah. And be able to get it done. You know, because I think. America needs this. We all need this. Yeah, we, we you know, need football. We need some football, man. Get we need Zooks. sports. We need some sports and some levity and enlightenment and joy and Yeah, and, and the Stanley and, Cup playoffs are going strong. And Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I just for myself, I, I need to see, you know, some good you, you know, you you know know happen out there. You know what's interesting? What's that? Baseball, NBA, hockey, and football is going on all at the same time. That's true. When 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 did that happen? Well, hockey would normally don't it don't happen until after you know. Yeah, hockey hockey's after done after training camp. Hockey's done. Now hockey was done before training camp because yeah. it was the June. That's right. Yeah, I'm all screwed up. Yeah, you're all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, that's you should have got you should have yeah. gotten the concussion lawsuit, but you forgot. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. All right, the number is 412. Got to say it with a little suave. 919. No, no. 919. Pause. Yeah. 1316. See, that's you, how you do it. You, you are so sophisticated. <laughs> you are so sophisticated. You should see me when I get some tea. I get that finger, the little finger pointed out, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, mine's crooked, though. Do you, do you do that with I, the coffee? I relocated it. Do you do that with the coffee? Um, only when my finger's really sore. You know, you got the handle, like, too small, and, you know, you got the relocated fingers. That one, man, that one, I, I dislocated that thing once a week for every week. Was, yeah, I know. You know, you know. people tell me on television, don't point no, because— No, it's ugly. Because you, you, you see—two of my fingers have been dislocated— when you when and, you point at me, I still can't tell who you're pointing at. All right, we got to go to break. Take it, Chalooch. All right, four one two, nine one nine one three one six, and we're having a great time. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and there's Jake, and you're in the locker room.
on both sides, so special teams, I got a lot of knowledge and was able to play in a couple of games and got some great um, game opportunities in the ways of being a rookie as well as just learning behind guys like Vince Williams and Mark Barron. I'm just watching how those uh, guys play, knowing they're veterans. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. And of course, that was Yuli Gilbert III, Ulysses Gilbert III. He's not already gone. He's already back. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. Last year, he was already gone. Mike Tomlin talked about it. Says he's not even really at a second-year level yeah. guy. Yeah. But we watched yesterday... Sitting from where we're sitting, Chaluch. What a I was pick. excited to yeah. see UG. I love this. UG3, not RG. Yeah. UG3 yeah. Uh, get out there and perform yesterday. I, I like to call him Yuli. And, you know, one one of the things uh, that. First of uh, all, I let me just say this. He's a godly, fine young man. He's from uh, University of Akron. Right. Uh, which, Zip. Yes, he's a, he played in the rubber bowl that you played in. Yeah. Okay, so we got six degrees from uh, Tunchilkin. But he played with Maverick Ranger Wolfley, my nephew. Yeah. And Maverick told me some very great things about this young man. He was a leader. Uh, he's a, a young man of character. Um, he's going to be – I think he's going to prosper in this system. Right, 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 right. And you know what? One of the things he was talking about is he watches Vince Williams. Yes. And Vince is the, the guy to watch – because Vince plays with his eyes, and Vince anticipates through the cadence, and he sees things, and uh, he always guesses right. You know, I'm a big fan of Vince. Absolutely, Williams. old school. I would agree. Uh, we were shouting down to Vince. You, you were shouting down to Vince yeah. yesterday. And I said, "Hey, old school." Yeah, exactly. He had a little bit of uh, you know being able to converse with him a little bit. It's funny. That's. He, he yeah. said, would you would you he, have fan interaction? I'm yeah. thinking about last segment. Yeah, he 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 held it up his hands and he goes, So we're in uh we're not training camp. It's not training no, camp. No, yeah, it doesn't seem like yeah. it. But you know the thing getting back to UG three, one of the things that I love, first of all, he was in coverage with Kareth White. And what a what a play. Yeah. What a play. Come on, that was reminiscent of uh, you know, Devin Bush on the Seattle tight yeah. end. Uh when he Pick the ball off the guy. It was a great job, and there's a whole lot of room for him in coverage. Then we saw him come back against Jalen Samuels and make a great uh, PD off of that. You know, yeah. knocking the ball down. Right. And then we saw him, uh, you know, later on in in run period blitzing. Yeah. You know, and I I, I got to tell you something. I'm liking this kid. I wrote about this kid for Jim Wexel's, um, you know, uh, Steel City Insider in the off season. I. They're just watching his some of his film from last year, he didn't have much, you know, to show because he got low back injury. Yeah. Um, but his highlight film from his zip days, you know, the young man's got a ability to create suddenness. You know yeah. that that ability to generate a lot of force in like two steps. Yeah. All right. That's He's what explosive. I think. Yes. He's yes. explosive. Doesn't take and, him long and, to get know, his motor and, and, uh, wide uh, open. I I like Yuli. And uh he's fast. He's explosive, and um, he's learning. He's, he's learning. learning. He's learning. Did you see some of the things he said? It goes because they're talking about when he was one on one. Now, Kareth White, that guy is fast. Yeah, right. Yuli is fast as well, and he talked about watching his hands. Now, this is a young man who didn't spend a lot of time 
last year on the field. Right. And he talked about watching the hands and reaching for the hands. Yeah. Two things that you hear Mike Tomlin preaching All over the time. and over and over. When you see the hands close, you put your hands in the middle and strip it. And reach for it, yes, yeah. and snap your head around. You know, and I, I thought um, just listening to Yuli uh, talk about that yesterday was very mature for a young man, yeah. you know, and I, I like his humility and the way he, he yeah. went about he goes about his business. He talks about the fact he learns from the vets in the room. Yeah. He asks questions and this is just like you and me. Yeah. I mean we we peppered Mike Webster, John Cole, Blarry Brown, you know, Sam, uh, Sam Davis. Davis with questions after questions about how you did this, how do you how do you prepare, how you know, all that sort of stuff. And I love listening to him Talk about he was doing the very thing that we did forty years ago. Yeah, think yeah. about that. Forty, 40 years ago. Forty years ago, I get that, Zooks, man. That that forty years ago you are was so our freaking old. I man, am old. You are old. Yeah, I'm going to be sixty three. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, hey, like them beans, buddy. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad so, I'm a whole eight, nine months yeah, younger than you. And so this year, I was <laughs> my number. I know. I, we got to hang in there, Chiluch. It's a while to, for for both of us to get to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we get, we got another decade to put in here. <laughs> yeah, we got to be healthy. Oh, God help but, us, but, man! But, but you're three hundred pounds. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm two ninety two ninety eight point five. <laughs> but that's three hundred pounds. It is not. You round up. I, no, I don't round up. I'm round period. <laughs> There's no rounding up so, or down, so just do, round. So do the hey, math. Hey, you do know what? I'm, 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 sh- I'm in shape. I've got a shape. Dude, it's round. Yeah. <laughs> do the math. You want to walk Hannah and Esther down the aisle. Hey, listen, man. There's no math in God's house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is what it is. And all right, all right. Che- do we need to go over the cheeseburger theory? Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know. <laughs> here's, the, here's the fact of the matter is yeah. I'm under three bills. I celebrate for today. You know what? That's that's the big. That was the hit number two of the morning. Psalm one thirty nine. All your days were numbered in my book before there was a one of them. So, uh, is it cause and effect, or is it God's sovereignty? We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out as we go along. We're trying to rein it in here. But yeah. hey, I denied myself yeah. yesterday. I didn't have that second pack of cookies. Oh yeah, that yeah. was impressive. But you had my cookies. Well, yeah, okay, because I you opened them. Yeah. And then you're going to leave one and a half of them uneaten. I, I, I ate a little piece. Yeah. That's yeah. that's like cruel and unusual. You don't waste chocolate chip cookies, I know. Man. I know. I, 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 but I, mean, I, can't, that, I can't eat them. They were calling to me. You know, when I eat sugar, I get headaches. Okay. Yeah. So I can't eat sugar. So even like a lemon meringue pie or cherry pie? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, dessert anymore. Oh, man. You're like the no fun league. I, I'm, I'm eating dark chocolate. Ooh, that's pretty dark good. Dark chocolate's stuff. good. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not it's not and great. You know though. what it, my dessert at uh at home is dark chocolate, a banana, and cashews. Okay, I'm following the chocolate and the cashews. <laughs> the banana in the middle is just uh, it doesn't make my mouth but, water. But but banana is uh a great potassium. Uh <laughs> Because okay. I get cramps. Do you get cramps anymore? No, I don't cramp at all. Do you, you don't cramp in, in, no. in the night? I'm too fleshly. <laughs> when so. I leaned down, I started getting cramps more. <laughs> See, that's it. You're like beef jerky, man. You got to, like, rehydrate. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
Oh, my goodness. All right, we have a caller. All right. Let's go to the phones. Bill in Indianapolis. Bill, welcome to the locker room. <laughs> hey, guys. It's been a long time. Glad to hear you guys are doing well. been listening, uh, just waiting to call when I felt like I had a valid or a question I'd really like to get your opinion on or your, your thoughts. So Wolf doesn't have anything valid, he says. <laughs> Come ahead, Bill. Don't worry about it. Well, well I, I kind of think I know what your answer is going to be, but um, with the with the the uniqueness of the se- the season that's ahead of us, right? What, what everybody's going through uh, across the league, At, from a Steelers perspective, in this first quarter of the season, those first four games, two road, two home, uh, opponents that I would say are all um, gettable. What, in you guys' opinion, is more important for the – which which unit is more important to start the year strong? Not necessarily finish strong or what, what it's going to take, but do you, do you think the off, it's more important for the offense to be solid or the defense to be solid? I mean, obviously both, but right. priority-wise – Let me say this, brother, offense, Bill. I'm I'm salivating, and I think a lot of people are for this offense to come out of the gate smoking. Yeah, you know, doing a good job. The the, the hey. more the offense falters, the more you, people are going to say, "Is Ben's arm okay? Is it you know? Is it the fact that you, Randy Feetner is not getting it done? Is it uh, Matt Canada? What you know? And the fact is, you want to see this offense come out because I believe most humbly in my mind. All roads lead to Ben. You can have a great defense like right. we had last year, but the fact of the matter is you do not compete in the Lombardi Trophy run without a franchise quarterback, and Ben is not just franchise, Hall of Fame. You know, Bill, uh, uh, I'm um, expecting uh, this offense to score a lot of points, and then this defense, uh, when teams play from behind, you can cut it loose. And they're going to uh, – I think they're going to get a lot more uh, takeaways than last year, and I think they're going to get a lot more sacks than last year. Okay, so that said, isn't it – don't we normal – quote, unquote, normal see the offense be behind the offense – or behind the defense at the beginning of the year? Yes. And what – and so what is going to allow this year's goal of the offense to start fast, which I completely agree with you in thought being I'm talking to two offensive guys, you would, you would agree. And the way last year's offense was so, um, um, you can pick inept. For it. it was, it was inept. Number sure, one number is I'm not saying what unit is going to be, further ahead i'm saying what i want to see and you that's what you asked me or i thought you were asking me because here's the thing about it you want confidence back where you need confidence the most built up and that's in this offensive unit ben's got to be ben there's just no two ways about it yeah the guy yesterday we watched him he was dropping dimes he looked terrific he's throwing the ball just everything looked absolutely the way it should be now you're you're right on Technically, uh, historically, offenses take a little longer to ramp up than defenses do. But I do believe that with Ben and I, and everybody's in the same boat, remember, uh, you know, no offseason stuff, I, I look for them to come out and get her done. You know, Bill, uh, the fact that uh, we're playing 
four new head coaches that oh, haven't had true. an off season. Oh, that's so uh, true. Joe, right Joe Judge, uh, uh, Mike uh, uh, McCarthy, and uh, um, and then uh, Kevin Stefanowski, Stefanowski, and then and then uh, um, Ron Rivera in Washington. So they didn't have off seasons, and so I think they're gonna stumble coming out of the gate. It's gonna be hard on yeah. them. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Giants. Stefanski. Broncos. Yeah. Giants, Broncos, uh, somebody, and then the Titans. Oh, Texans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those those first four, I, I really, really yeah. want the offense to, to get going. Now, at the end of the year, I might have a different – in the playoffs, I might have a different opinion uh, because I want to be able to stop certain uh, teams uh, more so, and I think it's uh, – but that's we'll talk about that as the season progresses, and hopefully we get to the end of the year. I'm trying not to live in my fears, and uh, looking forward to uh, September. One day thanks, at a time, guys. one game at a time, brother. Thank right. you for your call. Yeah, thanks, uh, Billy. T- take care. God bless you, buddy. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. Uh, you, if, you're so, you so lack rhythm when you do that. Well, you, you know what I mean? Just, rack li- lack yeah, you rhythm. can have a little soiree. All right. That, you know? 412 <laughs> no, Oh, now you're cooking, baby. You're cooking with Crisco now. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I got rhythm. We're going to take a break. rotated a few veteran players out today. Um, we'll be doing that some throughout this camp and we'll spread it out among the veteran group. It's not only about the preservation of the veteran player, it's probably more importantly about the accelerated maturation of the younger guys. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. And that was Mike Tomlin talking about rotating the yeah. offensive linemen, some of these veteran guys out. That's one of the references. And one of the references being that Al Villanueva took uh, yesterday had a Veterans Day off, and you got Chooks, and you got Zach Banner. And yeah. Chooks moved over to the left tackle. Yeah, and, and Chooks and Zach played well. They did play well. And, and Zach got in a two two A little dust-up. A little dust-up. Two tete-a-tays with Tete-a-tays. Not tete-a-tays. What's that? Tet a tay. All right. All right. You got to be. You got to. You got to. TJ Watt. Yes. All right. Boy, they and they launched at each other, man. Yeah. That was uh, that was impressive. I believe that's Mike Tomlin's rule number six: Thou shalt not fight, fight. thy teammate. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, they broke that one. Right. <laughs> there was, you know, and I, good for Zach. You know, good. You know, TJ, you, you're going. TJ stretches the neck a little bit from time to time. You know, which uh, they both did, I think. Yeah. Um, I saw a picture of TJ stretching Vance's neck at one time. So, I, uh, you know, that, that could happen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, th- hey, things happen. Yeah. You know what? TJ's a great player. Zach's a right. great player. Yeah. Or an excellent up-and-coming player. TJ's yeah. already established himself right, right. as one of the greats. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about what TJ can do in the future here 
He keeps adding to his ability to yeah. rush the passer. I find it interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing the um, they they those uh, the referees are applying the um, no flying headbutt rule. Right. That's uh, that's going to be interesting. Now you've got to engage with your hands before you headbutt. Wow. I mean, that's one we of the rules. We couldn't do that. No, I mean, the, no, I'm talking about uh, like uh, pass rushers. You know, the flying headbutt. Well, Remember how they come down the middle of you? And well, how are you going to judge that? Uh, uh, you know, the flying headbutt was, is uh, run block, too. No, I think it, it's only applying, as I saw it, officially applied to. So um, it's not applying to the run blocking. How are you going to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, what I read in the offseason, well, and they, if it's. They're, they're, they're throwing flippers. Yeah, but I mean. The the point is on pass rushing, you got to engage all the time with your hands forward, yeah. and your helmet can't be the first thing to engage. But if you run a twist, and I mean, you got you could be punching off a guy and and headbutting, and I, I don't know. To me, you're you're trying to split hairs, and in the midst of chaos, you're trying to find something that's very hard to judge. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're in my mind, they're already they've already change the way pass rushing and pass protection occurs okay we saw last year cam hayward demonstrating the new bull rush yeah and the bull rush is used to be back in the day they put your forehead in the chin and climb right. the body that's yeah. that's how it was uh, classically taught well now you saw cam hayward remember with quentin nelson with the right. colts he had that inside hand stab and he locked out on him and, and walked him right back to the quarterback you know, they've already made that adjustment. But to try to penalize that, in my mind, is I, I think you're going to have flags flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, they want to take the head out of the game. Uh, and um, they're progressing right. at, uh, at a rate that if we were playing, we wouldn't like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no. let, let's go to the phones. Herm in Sacramento, Sacramento, California. Herm, welcome to the locker room. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys. How um, you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing good. All right. It's great to talk to you guys. Um, well, hey, I just, Twins, I just want to say um, I appreciate you and um, and your ministry with Ron Moore at the journey. I, I listen to you guys online every once in a while, so I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for the encouragement, That buddy. is good stuff, man. You're right. Yeah, and Tunch, or, uh, Wolf, man, you're the man, bud. You're, you're, you're awesome. You, you're, you keep this show rolling with your, your laughter, so I appreciate that, too. You know what? I can't help but um, laugh at all the fun we have because yeah. the, the greatest blessing of the last 40 years to do with the radio show, and I'm just saying this right now, brother, and appreciate it, Herm, and your kind words, but is being able to do it with my brother over there. I mean, that's the only reason to do it. Yeah. I mean, this is, we, we've been privileged, so and, thanks and, so much. And he wasn't going to do broadcasting. <laughs> I, I begged him. Me I begged him to do broadcasting because I didn't have any friends in broadcasting. <laughs> and I said, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. He kept bugging me. And, you know? and then he, and they finally, Finally did so it. So what a privilege it's been. But thank you, Herm. I appreciate your kind words, man. Go ahead, brother. What's on your gourd? Hey, so I was wondering, um, when after after AB left, um, who do you think would be the next guy to take off the pressure on Juju? I mean, so because 
it seemed like he struggled a little bit when AB left. So I mean, he was like the man. Um, so I would I would like to get your feelings on that. And then also, um, who who do you think has the advantage in the next like in the first couple weeks um, with you know no preseason and stuff, the offense or the defense in, in general? You know, one one of the things I think that's going to take the pressure off of Juju is Chase Claypool, yeah, uh, because he can tear the top off uh, the coverage, and he's a big receiver. And uh, Deontay Johnson too, and James Washington. They're they're all they're all. We got some good. serious people we, in that wide receiver room. We have uh, some yeah. serious weaponry, and uh, nice I, choice of yeah, words. But, uh, yeah. I I can get it. I can get it every once in a while. Um, uh, But because Turkish is my (laughs) English is my second language, Um, uh, so uh, I I just uh, think uh, um, it's going to be broadly distributed. But I think Juju is going to be the 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 head guy. No doubt about it. I would agree. And again, here's the thing: it's Ben. It's Ben. I yeah. Mean, no matter how you want to look at it, no matter how you want to cut that thing up, uh, all roads lead to seven. Yeah. Um, and whether it's yeah. the pass protection, whether it's pass catching, whether it's the running game, whether it's the defense being able to play, uh, you know, with a lead. Yeah. More than last year. Think about it. Yeah. A couple of years ago, when you had Bell, Brown, and, and Ben in the saddle, right, you're averaging thir- yeah. 30 points a game they're talking about, and legit- legitimately so. they could. That's an offense that could do that. Yeah. Well, it took 33 yeah. games the last three games of the year to total 30 points last year. Yeah. And so, Get Zooks, yeah. man. So, so this defense is going to be better. Yeah, James Conner, oh, yeah. Uh, Juju, uh, and uh, Chase Claypool, right? I, I, I think those guys are going to be the. That's it, man. I and mean, then Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald. Oh. You know, there, there's so many weapons. Right, her. right. There's so many weapons here, and uh, yeah. I, you know, it, it's it, Ben's got a lot of choices. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Especially, uh, you know, I, I like to see the running the running game produce a little bit more this year too. I'd right. Like to see, um, but again, it's going to be because here's the point: when Ben steps up under center or in shotgun, oh yeah, you know what? You're not going to drop that eighth man in the box every single time like they did last year. It seemed like yeah, yeah I saw the guy was yeah. practically safety was practically a linebacker. Yeah. All right, and the point yeah. is, those corners are going to have to learn to backpedal again. Uh, because uh, on account of you got Ben and you got now a Chase Claypool who's very good at stretching windows for the guys underneath, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm so excited for this season, man. I, with the defense we got now, I mean, you know, Ben coming back. Yes. I, I think the sky's the limit for the team. Yeah. I'm excited. This could be a special the- year. Oh, I think so. I think we're we're flying under the radar, and I think that's where we want to be right now. Right. Um, and also, um, again, getting back to that, who do you, who do you think has the advantage, the offense or defense, with the the, the no preseason? Both, both. <laughs> Boy, yeah, time that sounds right? like me. Yeah, I I I think they're. <laughs> You're on the line there, man. Come on. <laughs> I think they're both. Quit both. waffling. What do you mean? Give them some. How about some syrup for him, Herm? Uh, huh? Yeah, I I I think uh, the defense is uh, gonna come out of the uh, uh, come out of the gates faster. But I, but I, but I don't think uh, you know. I, 
The defense has the advantage, yeah. Chooch. Let me yeah. let me just say this, okay? I I'm I'm want so bad for the offense to be smoke and come out of the gates yeah. because the more you kind of like have a malaise in the offense, the more people are going to be going. Is Ben's arm okay? Is uh, what's the matter with the offense? You know, I mean, all these questions. You can answer it right away, right from the get go. Ring in the bell and go down and you know put some points on the yeah, board. Yeah, but uh, there's not going to be a malaise or mayonnaise there's, even. Man, man. But, but, you, you're gonna, you've got mayonnaise. I loaded mayonnaise yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Herm, you should have seen the sandwich I had yesterday. Oh, is that a beauty? Wow. What, what uh, time was it? Oh, uh, turkey, man. Turkey and, and plenty pepperoni. of mayonnaise. Oh, I had a little Italian yeah, on there and, a little there bit and pepperoni. some mustard. And, yeah. Wow, it was good. All right, we're going to take a break. Thank you, Herm, for Appreciate calling. you, man. God bless you, buddy. Uh, so uh, uh, coming up uh, at the top Jim of the Wexel. hour, Jim Wexel from SteelCityInsider.com. And uh, always insight uh, for Wex. So we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back with Jim Wexel. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And you are in the locker room. showed up in great condition and ready to work and that's always the first uh, thing that you notice uh, he'll continue to write the story of his overall readiness through his performance but so far so good you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf presented by neighborhood Ford store the Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers now here's Tunch and Wolf Ola was my camp phenom two years ago right but last year I won yeah but but you <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's welcome Jim Wexel. Because if it's tied to the whipping post, it's got to be Wednesdays with Wex. How yeah. are you, Wex? Um, great. It's Wednesday, right? Yeah, I hope great. so. Because if not, I've been off for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're on the same wavelength, even if it's Thursday. We're on the air. We did it. It is indeed, Wex. I got to ask you something because this is something that jumped in my gourd, and I was thinking about it. You know, we were talking earlier, uh, Tunch and I were about kind of there's it's kind of unsettled in your gullet um, because things aren't progressing along as they always have. Yeah. You know, change is afoot. You've got the contrast of 54 straight years at Latrobe and suddenly we're at Heinz Field, no crowd. What do you miss about training? Do you miss training camp up at St. Vincent's? I don't. Mr. You don't. Camp. Okay. Uh, no, no. I I liked actually being able to report on what I see. I like that. I miss that. Um, uh, you know, as for the team, I, I think that's your ultimate question, right? Yeah. What does it mean to the team? Uh, I, I think this was good for them, actually. I think they benefit because no team has won a Super Bowl that's played in the Hall of Fame game. For one, <laughs> yeah. now, part of that part of 2007. All right, 2007's intense Tomlin training camp and the wearing out thereof of the team by the end of the year had to do with the Hall of Fame game. I mean, he started cracking the whipping post right away. <laughs> I mean, you know, middle of July, just about. So from that angle, 
I think it helps. I just think that Hall of Fame game is just a killer, just a crushing blow. Too too much too soon. So uh, now you come here and you miss the intensity uh, or focus, right? That's that's the that's the downside. That's uh, true. I think with Mike Tomlin, with his personality, you know, he I, I wrote about this. Just he got me out of the black hole of uh, <laughs> you know just by saying hi. I don't know if he senses that. He you know how he moves around the field during stretch and has, Yeah, he and said hi, Wex. Hi, how you doing, yeah. Wex? Yeah, I mean that. Real, I really needed that right then. <laughs> I, I had a whole busy day. I didn't know what I was going to do. This pool report stuff, where I'm on the Parkway driving home, and all the bloggers are writing about what I just sent in, but have not sent to my site. <laughs> right. So it's just it's just a horrible thing that we we plow through, right? Right. We just do this, and and Mike really lifted me at a time when I needed it, and then I see goes on to another player, and I'm thinking. And he's lifting every one of these people. Yeah. Uh, just how he is. And you could see the spark in the team with uh, TJ and Cam and all these kind of leaders. And everybody's, I think everybody's inspired. I think this is an inspired team. And I don't know that this all has been a bad thing for them. You know, uh, it, it's, it's interesting um, that uh, uh, Vance uh, talked about, Vance McDonald talked about, uh, uh, ben and he's so hungry mm-hmm. for a uh, championship and uh, you know and I I, I see Van uh, I see Ben uh, leading and the guys coming around him and uh, the guys admiring him and the guys picking up their focus and their energy and their effort. And so I think it's going to be a, a good year. And the key year. word he yeah. used, he said he attacks the day. Right. Which I've not heard anybody say that about Ben in the previous years. I don't remember it anyhow. Who, who said that? Uh, Vance said that. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember that specific part, but I was impressed with all the things Vance was saying right. as I was reading it this morning. The, a lot of the things that Tunch was saying, that everybody's, everybody's gathering around. Everybody's inspired by this. Guy. Right. If they weren't inspired by their own uh, uh, abilities as a team, you know, I looked them up the other day. They're now twenty-six to one. They're, they're long shots. Yeah. Really? And I can't. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Well, no, it, I it's don't. okay. I, I I like them flying under the radar. I like uh, them being the underdog because they respond better when they're oh. uh, the underdog. Who doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't? But especially when you know you you are. If you're Minka Fitzpatrick looking around, and someone tells him you're 26 to one long shot, and you go, you smile because you know how good the defense is. You know how good players like Juju and Connor and all all of the uh, uh, ancillary skill players are. You know how good the O line is. Then you got your quarterback back. Yeah. Wow, that's a great long shot. How and you got your running back back. Yeah. How inspired it has to make everybody. And then, you know, if Ben's gotten it out and showing a lot of leadership, now you're now you're really in a good situation. And you don't have to play in that dang Hall of Fame game. <laughs> <laughs> Which we know is a killer, right? I, I played in two Hall of Fame games. <laughs> well, just let me finish this before we get into that. That sounds good. You could tell us uh, about my theory on that. But next year when – 
Troy and Cower and Shell go into the Hall of Fame. They'll go in with Allen like they should have this year. Right. Yes. So, there, there's another uh, part of what what this is all going to be good for them in the long run. You know. But you, anyway, put, t- tell me about the, your, uh, oh. your your feeling you, about playing in the Hall of Fame. Before we so, jump to that one, I just think you said something so notable. Allen in the hall. He's got to be. This is just last year. I got to tell you something. It was so disappointing because if you ever wanted to see Steeler malaise or whatever you call that thing, you know, where these guys won't vote for a guy because of the fact they think there's too many Steelers. You put, and I think Hutch was a worthy guy. Steve Hutchins is very worthy. But you put those two up next to each other, it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, Allen outshines Hutch in every category. And beat him statistically with Pro Bowls and All-Pros, I think. Yes. Yes. But also beat him in the Super Bowl. Beat him. Yes, you're right. You know? You're right. We have mono e mono, baby. But then it was so, an mono e mono. Not quite. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, um, uh, he deserved that. And and if these people don't like the Steelers going in, if they're sick of them, might as well put them all in at once. <laughs> you're not, not going to watch three of them, so you might as well get that fourth one in. Get it out of your hair. Now, because Allen's going in at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to so, it's got to be next year. I can't even imagine how you could overlook him yet again. That's and, just and, it's, and, it's and, criminal. And why is Andy Russell not in oh boy. the, the yeah. Hall of Fame? There, Andy Russell deserves to be in. Yeah, yeah. I you know uh, Heinz Ward doesn't call me back because I called him a bubble guy. You know, and so. Uh, I may have to start campaigning for him if I need him to call me back for my next. Form. Well, well, we'll start a Heinz Ward campaign next yeah. year. Yeah. So, you know? well, so Wex, we played. Wolf and I played in '83 uh, in the Hall of Fame game against the New Orleans Saints, and then in 1993, when I went to the Green Bay Packers, we played the Oakland Raiders uh, in. Uh, in the Hall of Fame game. And one of the things that, you know, when you play in the Hall of Fame game, everyone goes to the Hall of Fame the night before. And uh, and so when we went to the Hall of Fame game, I saw Stan and Guy, and they told me to come on with them. And because uh, Chuck Knoll was getting inducted to the Hall of Fame in 93. And, uh, and so at halftime... Uh, I saw the parade of convertibles, and I saw Chuck, and I went up to the, him, and I hugged him, and I said, congratulations, and that was so great, so great. Mm-hmm. Good. That, that's that's a great story. That's warming. Yeah. You know, those yeah. type of moments are – I will tell you this, though. I, to go back to your theory, I hated the playing in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. We, Wex, we actually we, – we dressed in the uh, gym – with a with a curtain hung between us and the Saints, and there and there were no stalls between. There was no stalls between the toilets. It's a little awkward, yeah. okay? A little and so, awkward. And so you say, pass the toilet paper. <laughs> oh, that's a bad visual. Touch, please. You ruined my whole morning. Oh my goodness. So you know, the fact is, I agree with you. The Hall of Fame game, man, you hate to you hate to make that a one you know one of the extras. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's way too early. Yeah, it is. I, I, I would agree with the, you. I know all the kids play, but still, 
there has to be something. I think only one team ever made it to the Super Bowl uh, after playing in the Hall of Fame game. Really? So, and and I'm going back to 62, so there's some wow. championships in there too, yeah. Wex, I can tell you, when we played, I'll never forget, because Mike Webster, Tunch, and myself, we were all you know starters at that point, and they threw the ball over the middle on third down to Calvin Sweeney, and it was – it was one of those hot. days. It was so hot. I mean, you needed you needed gills rather than lungs. It was that humid and stuff and hot. <laughs> and I remember the three of us ran to the ball. You normally do, and I'm, we're standing there. And the, they bring the sticks out. And Webby was standing there with us, and we waited to see while they measured. And and Webby went because we made it by the, just the nose of the ball. And Webby goes, "Oh crap! <laughs> I was hoping we were going to get off the field." <laughs> And, and, you don't hear Mike Webster say things like that very often. And, That's and, how humid it was. And, and you know, Wex, um, with the when we played in the Hall of Fame game in '83, uh, we reported the camp after the Fourth of July. Oh yeah, yeah. And, oh. Uh, it was, yeah. And, and it was, yeah. it was so depressing. It really was. Oh man. You know, when you think. I'm sorry, guys. Am I cutting out on you? Oh, no, no, no. you're good. I didn't. Uh, we were just talking amongst our, our brains here. You know, <laughs> it's called mental telepathy. Um, when, when, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you about was the fact is, how bad do you think everybody wants this season to get going? I mean, quarantining, you know, you and I, we converse, we, you know, with the writing and stuff like that and talking and stuff. And the fact is, to be truthful, couple months ago I didn't, I wasn't even sure the season would come off I know I know but you know there's some real bravery going on here you take a guy like Cam Hayward right now uh I hope I don't have the stats wrong but I, I believe black men catch this COVID easier than white men and also uh with uh physical uh limitations in their background like asthma mm -hmm. so yeah. you're looking at cam uh dealing with that and, and you know i've seen a lot of black men uh interviewed before they went down and they're they seem to be the bigger ones catch it i i, I you know hey, there's I'm, some sort of mass index thing that by the way i'm yeah, under three bills yeah. hey hey i'm under three bills today wax <laughs> 298.5 <laughs> Thank me, you. I mean, there's some courage going on there, and, and all the Steelers opted in. That's, yes. That's another sign of the excitement. And, uh, you know, watching people like Cam this year is going to be a little different because there's more courage involved, I think. I think so. Yeah, limited, he's, he's a brave man because of asthma, yeah. because he has asthma. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, uh, it's brave of them, and. I hope they're inspired, and I hope we can do this and move through this season, and soon a vaccine comes and it goes away. You know? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate having okay. you on, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me on. Fellas. All right, Thank Wex. you, brother. Steve, uh, Jimmy Wexel from uh, – uh, Who is Steve? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, they come up on my, they, yeah. they come up on my uh, computer, Steve. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's so, why we shut the TV yeah, off in the studio because Tunch is always looking at the TV, yeah. which is over my shoulder, and I think he's looking at me, but no, really, he's looking at the TV. All right, Jimmy Wexel <laughs> uh, from Steel City Insider. Somebody named Steve. Yeah, yes, yeah, somebody <laughs> named Steve. We're gonna be back. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. 
desperado. Why don't you come to it's it's more so not it's not a really a challenge um like i said i think one thing that we did you know before camp you know we always threw with them and that, which i was a good part you know having the, the young guys and that's like the biggest part for us is like the young guys trying to get used from obviously me james deontay Swiss, we played with them uh before but like chase capel some of the other guys that were coming in that he has to work with uh some of the running backs that he has to work with uh seeing what they can do and and how he can throw the ball to help him out so I think about that, he can put the ball anywhere, but he has to understand our body movements and how we can move. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Mm, yeah, a little desperado. I, I like desperado. Uh, you know, the Eagles were just Yeah, Eagles were great. Eagles? Eagles. <laughs> Eagles were great. And, you know, Linda Ronstadt. Not to, not to be Linda, confused with the, the, the tremendous uh, group, the Eagles. <laughs> Linda Ronstadt also sung Desperado. Oh, did she? Yeah. I and didn't it was know good. that. Yeah. It I, was I, great. I like, uh, I like yeah. the Eagles version. Yeah. Or even the Eagles. You know what I mean? <laughs> English is my second language. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You know, I was listening to Juju, and, uh, I, you know, I appreciate his, his, his growth. You know, he's talking about now. He's, yeah. This year, his biggest thing is learning all the positions, all yeah. the wide receiver positions. Right. And they're even talking about lining him up as a running back, which I thought was interesting because, you know, you played Ryan Switzer there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with, with you, by the way, did you see Switzer's catch? Right. In the end zone yeah, yesterday? The end that zone, was yeah. tremendous. That was tremendous. Did he punt the ball up in the stands or did he do a – I couldn't see. No, no, he he spiked he, the ball and then no, no. What he motioned to punt the ball. Okay, uh, but he didn't. Punt but he the didn't. Ball. Okay, I was trying to find. I couldn't track the ball, so I figured uh, you know either whiffed on it or yeah. something like that. But you know what? I think with Juju, uh, if anybody's going to get a bounce back year bigger, uh, as big this year is going to be Juju. Yeah, you know what I mean? Really? Uh, yeah, I, I expect a lot, and he's been practicing well. He has been. There was uh, there was some very copacetic moments with with uh, Ben Roethlisberger throwing the rock to uh, Juju yesterday. Yeah, it beat uh, what they hooked up several times, and uh, you know what I, I think? Good. You need to to have Juju rebound to be the guy that he was. Yeah, and I think Chase Claypool is going to be such a a huge. Um, Kicking the pants to Juju because, yeah. you know, the, it's a good, friendly competition. And James Washington, you know, Deontay Johnson. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a, a, a broad brush with the wide receivers and the tight ends. Um, you know, I think they're going to uh, – I think he's got a, a lot of weapons to choose from. Right. And, uh, you know, Eric Ebron – and Vance McDonald, uh, they're going to be thunder and lightning because, uh, uh, you know, Vance is going to be the thunder and uh, Eric Ebron's going to be the lightning. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch uh, them uh, go to a two tight end set. And, uh, you know, in the red zone, there's going to be a lot of weapons. No question about it. You know, I, I look at the... Uh... <sighs> Deion, was it Deion Kane? Uh Dean Kane. What which what, 17? What was his name? Deion Kane. Okay, Deion Kane. Okay, I got that right. I just wanted to make sure. 
because um, we don't have rosters, and it's so hard to to remember all the guys in camp right now. But he has Dion made... Kane. Okay, I was yeah. right. All right, Dion. All right. Yeah. He was he was he's been on fire. He's had a couple of big right. catches, man. Number seventeen. Yes, yes. Uh, that guy there, and he can fly. If I recall right, yeah. this guy can flat out fly. So there's again, there's going to be some competition in that wide receiver room that's going to be, um, you know, taking up their their positions, and and you find the pecking order here. Right. Um, you got you got some people that, and again. Chase Claypool has been showing up really good early yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I, I, I'm impressed with him. You gotta be. Yeah, I'm impressed. The guy's a stud. Yeah, he is. You know, a stud. He, and he can run and, and he can jump. his physicality. And he, and he's know? got a big Joe catch Hayden. radius. How about Joe Hayden? Already says, hey, this guy is is gonna be a problem. He's gonna be a problem. Yeah. I mean, Joe Hayden. Joe's been going. You know. Uh, he's grilled to grill with him and yeah. a number of reps thus far in camp, and he is really impressed yeah. with Chase Claypool. All right, All right we're going to take a, a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in a locker room, and uh, we'll be back after this.